0: Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard and you're listening to the Instrument Pilot podcast by m0a.com where a good pilot is always learning. What should you expect on your instrument pilot check ride? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you are listening to the Instrument Pilot podcast brought to you this week by our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com. And you're going to get a chance to listen to something we do every month with our online ground school members. That is mock check rides. I sit down every single month with our members and ask them actual FAA check ride questions and let them provide their best answers. Or We work to say, no, I would say this and not this, or, hey, you gave me too much information here or no, I would word your answer this way and really work to prepare you on what to expect for a check, right? So, if at the end of this podcast, this was something that was beneficial to you, I encourage you, I challenge you to go to groundschoolacademy.com, check it out, and become a member today. So, I have with me Matt, who uh, is literally as of this recording, we're recording this on a Saturday. Matt is taking his check ride Sunday, the next day. So we're working uh, together here to make sure he is up to snuff and certainly ready for his instrument pilot check ride. And I've put together Just a few questions This is, you know This is not only great practice For myself As a a new designated pilot examiner DPE Because we have to build What's called a plan of action I have one for private But I haven't quite put one together For instrument just yet So it gave me an excuse To put one together For instrument check rides That I'll be doing for applicants Here coming up in the near future So I'm going to give you A small portion of that And uh, it's obviously great practice for matt who's got that instrument pilot ride literally tomorrow so matt first thank you for uh letting us uh, kind of uh uh do this i know you're under a lot of pressure and check rides tomorrow so i appreciate you uh taking time out of your schedule to make this happen
1: you're welcome not a problem
0: cool so matt uh let's dive into it again on your actual check ride um you'll know that we're going to do paperwork. We're going to check the logbook. Do we meet this requirement? Man, how was that written test? And by the way, Matt, why don't you share with everybody what you got on the written test and what you thought about the written test real quick?
1: Uh, I got a 93% on the written. And uh, it was kind of what I expected, very similar to um, my private test, uh, but uh, definitely got more into the instruments and things like that uh, that you kind of – Hope you don't get on the private uh, written test, but now you really understand them after going through all your training and things like that, and uh, it was a breeze. So, mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Great, great stuff. So, Matt, let's dive into it. Again, I built a plan of action for the sake of brevity for this podcast and everything else. I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to kind of pick and choose from the plan of action. The plan of action is very scenario-based, but I'm going to kind of go through it and pick and choose. So, if it seems like some of these are coming at you at random, it's because I'm kind of picking and choosing to really accomplish big picture type things. Because my goal is, if I can ask you one big picture question about documents and you get it right. I can assume that okay, he's got a good grasp on that. But if you kind of are shaky in an area, we can dive into that in a little bit greater detail and see. And again, this isn't to point out your flaws for uh, the entire M0A.com fan base to see, Matt. This is for you, for our listeners, certainly to learn, but for you to know okay, this is where I need to work on. So if you don't know anything, just, you know, Just tell us. It's it's not a big deal. So let's dive into it, Matt. First question, when are you required to file an IFR flight plan?
1: Uh, You're required to file an IFR flight plan uh, when flying in IFR conditions and also uh, if you're in Class A airspace.
0: Okay. Define for me what IFR conditions. What are IFR conditions?
1: Uh, anything uh, less than uh, VFR conditions.
0: <laughs> that, that is an <laughs> appropriate answer. Absolutely. Okay, let's uh, keep moving forward here. Um, can you file a flight plan with both VFR and IFR portions? Uh, yes, you can. What's that called?
1: A composite flight plan. Beautiful.
0: On that flight plan, when is an alternate required?
1: Uh, an alternate is required uh, when the visible, when the weather conditions at uh, your destination, uh, one hour before and one hour after, are uh, less than two thousand feet and three miles of visibility.
0: Great. Um, I can just choose any airport as an alternate, or what's the story with that?
1: Uh, you would need to look at. Uh, the specific airport, and then what approach you plan on using. See if there's any alternate minimums or if uh, alternates are um, not authorized there.
0: Okay. What are the requirements for an airport to be used as an alternate?
1: Uh, They are, uh, for a precision approach, 600 feet and 2 miles visibility. And for a uh, non-precision approach, it would be 800 and 2 miles.
0: Okay, uh, what if the airport doesn't have an approach? Uh,
1: You would have to be able to descend from the en route phase of flight uh, in VFR conditions down to the airport and land in VFR conditions.
0: Okay, Um, it is a clear and ten beautiful day and you are flying into uh, your IFR though and your destination is an airport with no approaches anything uh anything special with that
1: uh you could request um a visual approach um, i guess that's uh what i'm thinking no
0: i think um i think i phrased the question improperly and again that's something i can certainly certainly work on what i'm getting at is with a clear intent day, and again, I'll just use clear intent as the example. If I want to fly to an airport IFR that does not have approaches, an alternate is still required because there are no approaches at that airport. That's what I was trying to get at. And how I have okay. it written in my notes here um, didn't allow it to come out right. So I apologize. And that's something, again, that's why this is a benefit to me as well to, to fine tune up my plan of action with things. But that's does, Have you heard that before? That makes sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, great. Um, we're working on that um, flight plan still, Matt. We've got our alternates. We've we figured out if we need to file, all that sort of stuff. It's time to talk about routes. What is a preferred route?
1: A preferred route uh, is um, something that uh, ATC has uses commonly and is a a common route or a common, um, path to take from one destination to the other. Give me two ways I can find preferred routes. Uh, one I believe is in the AFD or actually I'm sorry, it's in the terminal supplement. Um, but I don't know the other one. So you
0: can find preferred routing uh, in your AFD, uh, the other one is actually on the FAA's website, and a third. Now, guys listening to this, let me put an asterisk next to this because I don't know if this is something I would bring up on a check ride, but it's certainly something real-world. If you look in FlyQ for Flight Garmin Pilot, doesn't matter, they will show you routes that were recently approved uh, by other pilots in that area flying a similar route. Uh, That's not exactly FAA approved preferred routing, but that's just showing you what worked for other pilots. But airport facilities directory and on the FAA website, literally, uh, if you just Google IFR preferred routes, it'll pull you up right to that sub page um, of that. Um, Great. Matt, let's, uh, let's go rapid fire here with some acronyms real quick. What
1: is an MSA? Uh, Minimum safe altitude. MRA. Minimum reception altitude. MCA. Minimum clearance altitude.
0: Let's put a star next to that one and come back to it. Okay. What is a MOCA?
1: Uh, Minimum obstacle clearance altitude. MDA. Minimum uh, descent altitude. DH. Uh, decision height. DA. Decision altitude.
0: What's the difference?
1: Uh, between uh, decision height and altitude? Yes. Um, the altitude would be um, the actual mean sea level altitude versus uh, the height would be a height above the ground.
0: Beautiful, yeah. It's the difference between MSL and AGL, essentially. Uh, let's go back to MCA, MCA minimum crossing altitude. Uh, as I was hoping to get out, but I think you again. Uh, the reason I gave them all to you rapidly like that, mostly to make it a little bit more difficult. I know you know them all, uh, but when you start thinking of MOCAS, which has clearance in it, and then you think of MCA, which has you know has a C in it, but it's I'm looking minimum crossing altitude for that intersection or whatever. Um, that familiar to you or you want me to explain that a little bit better? Nope.
1: Nope. I got that one.
0: Okay, cool. Um, great. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's a scenario. So we've worked on that beautiful flight plan. We've got our preferred routing. We've uh, got our IFR clearance. We go to taxi out, Matt. Is there anything special we do as an instrument pilot on
1: taxi? Uh, yeah, we do our taxi checklist.
0: Which consists of
1: what? Uh, we need to make sure that uh, the magnetic compass uh, has fluid in it or is, is moving properly, I guess. Um, we need to verify that our HSI is uh, also functioning properly, also aligned with the magnetic compass. And then our, uh, our um, skid slip uh, indicator is also uh, functioning properly.
0: Great. All right. Um, how often do our VORs need to be checked? Uh, every 30 days. What aircraft inspections are required?
1: Um, so we would need, uh, depending on uh, what kind of plane you have, a um, hundred hour or an annual. Um, okay. For one. Uh, we also need to inspect uh, the altimeter. Uh, actually, are we referring to, I guess, IFR?
0: Yeah, let's talk IFR. I mean, I know you know your VFR stuff, but do you remember the AV8s acronym? Can you give me that one? And I'm leading you, by the way. For those of you guys listening, this is not how a normal checkride would go. We call that, the FAA calls that leading, and the examiner's not supposed to lead Matt into what he's actually looking for. So, but you're on the right track. I'm doing this... It, more so to benefit both Matt and I, so you guys listening to this understand that your examiner is not going to be teaching you things like this on the check, right? So it's a little bit different. But yes, Matt, what I was looking for is that av type acronym.
1: Okay, so uh, for AV8s, we have our airworthiness uh, directives, our VOR check, our 100 hour annual, our altimeter, our transponder, and our ELT.
0: Okay, um, let's not forget the the plural. Of AV8s with the S at the end for that static system. Oh, static um, as well. No big deal. Um, What instruments now must be working for IFR flight?
1: Okay, so for that we use um, grab card. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we would need a generator alternator. Uh, We need a functioning two-way radio. Uh, We need a sensitive altimeter. We need a, uh, some sort of ball indicator. We need a clock. We need an attitude indicator, a rate of turn, and we need a directional gyro.
0: Great. What are the
1: FAA IFR fuel requirements? We need to be able to go to our destination, then to our alternate, and then an extra 45 minutes at uh, normal cruise um, for, uh, if I didn't say it, 45 minutes. So.
0: Okay, what are Matt's IFR fuel requirements?
1: Max, I, no, what are,
0: no, Matts as oh, in Matt. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I honestly is I put as much as I can in there, uh, as much gas as I can in the airplane, um, and I just leave it at that. Uh, I, I typically will go, you know, it'll obviously be at least an hour fifteen um, if possible, but I, I try not to push it so.
0: Okay. What does uh, the term resume own navigation mean?
1: That means I can um, resume what was on my flight plan. I can start uh, tracking that uh, Victor Airway or whatever course I had in my flight plan or that was assigned to me um, before I had taken off.
0: What is your IFR loss communications procedure?
1: Um, So for... um, Lost comms use the Avenue F-MEA. So first, uh, you deal with your route, which would be uh, your assigned route. If you're being vectored, um, what you had expected in your clearance or uh, what you had filed. Uh, Then also moving on to uh, altitude would be um, your MEA uh, is the first one of MEA. And then um, expected and then assigned. Uh, But with the altitude, it's whatever uh, altitude would be the highest of those. And then also got to keep in mind the time and uh, whether you're early or late when it comes to that. So,
0: Okay, great. So you're shooting that approach. And you notice down in the minimums section of our approach plate, there's these different categories, A, B, C, D, how are those categories calculated? How do I know what category I fall into?
1: Uh, they're calculated uh, based on um, the speed of the aircraft. And uh, we typically fall in category A.
0: Okay. You're correct. I'm going to go into teaching mode here for half a second. You are correct. We do fall into category A, which is 0 to 90 knots. And the speed that references is just that. It's our reference speed. It is V ref is the actual speed. And how we get our V ref speed is VSO, our stall speed in the landing configuration, multiplied by one3 VSO times 1.3 equals VREF, and I use that VREF speed to then see what category I fall into. Category A is zero to 90 knots. And anybody listening to this, unless you're doing your instrument checkride in an Eclipse jet, you're going to fall under category A, I would <laughs> imagine. So uh, let's jump subjects here real quick, Matt, and uh, we're going to talk about weather. And um, we'll kind of wrap it up from here. Uh, We're we're doing great so far. I don't want this to be too long. I also want you to be able to get a good night's rest going into your checkride. So I don't want to max you out. So let me give you just about five or six more questions. And let's start with icing. What are the types of icing?
1: Uh, You have clear icing, uh, rime icing, and mixed. What's a PIREP? PIREP is a pilot uh, weather report. How do I file one? Uh, You can call uh, Flight Service or uh, 1-800-WEATHER-BRIEF.
0: Okay. What is a characteristic of
1: stable air? Stable air is uh, stratiform clouds, uh, steady precipitation, uh, low visibility. What about unstable air? Unstable air is uh, cumulus clouds, clear, uh, good visibility, showery precipitation.
0: Um, Last question, we'll wrap it up. What are your personal minimums? Uh,
1: My personal minimums uh, right now are uh, five miles of uh, visibility. Um, And right now, my ceilings are a little bit higher um, since I'm still getting comfortable with everything. Typically, um, a thousand feet uh, is kind of where I'm at right now. So...
0: Okay. I, I wouldn't hesitate to even be higher than that and I certainly wouldn't hesitate when that question comes up it's something you've obviously thought about you should be able to just rattle that one off five statue miles and you know 1500 foot. I'd bump it up to 1500 feet I mean let's actually earn that let's actually earn that instrument rating and um, and get some more hours under our belt before you even talk i mean mine float around a thousand foot ceilings usually a little bit less depending on what airplane i'm flying but mine are kind of in that area as well and obviously it goes up if i'm flying with ashley or anybody else so um i'd bump it up to more like 1500 foot really and not even ceiling just any clouds it could be a few layer um that's just me call me neurotic but uh the checkride examiner is going to want to see safety on your part with that so um Really, really uh, great stuff, Matt. You, you did uh, you did well for the few questions we asked. Uh, just, again, kind of going over some big picture-type uh, things there. I appreciate you taking the time to do this, my friend. Um, I know you're going to kick butt, uh, on your check ride. We'll have to have you uh, back on to share more about the check ride or maybe have you on with Scott and Inspire Aviation. I'm sure he'll have you on to chat about the check ride. Guys, any questions you have for myself, any questions you have for Matt, uh, you can submit them to the support desk at m 0 If you just go on m0a.com, click ask a question. You can do that there. If you have my email, you can send in your question that way. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for making this a five-star number one rated podcast in the aviation category on iTunes. We couldn't do it without you guys. We greatly appreciate that. So, with that, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember, a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.